0: you know that marijuana can affect a person's physical and sexual growth yes that's quite accurate in a laboratory test female animals treated with the active component in marijuana experienced a 44% death rate among their offspring this is much more important than facts and figures what kids should know is that marijuana has got more cancer-causing agents than tobacco and a lot of young kids use drugs on a daily basis Actually, Michael, the fact is that one in 18 high school seniors smokes marijuana daily. And then there are the occasional users which account for...
1: Get this through your CPU. They don't care about statistics.
0: You know you're right. I've got it. Just tell them illegal drugs are bad, so don't mess with them. Illegal drugs are bad news. Don't mess with them. Hey, everyone ever, and welcome to 20th Century Pop, the show where we try to understand the present while living in the past. My name is Tim Blevins.
1: And I am Bob Canning. And Tim, I have a question for you. Sure. Where'd you get most of your life lessons from? Was it your parents? A lot of people get their life lessons from parents. A lot of people get
0: them from my parents, actually. My parents were very good about doling out some ideas about life. Things like, uh, you know, maybe put some uh, spray cheese on that saltine or uh, we get the mail from a mailbox. Yeah, no, I learned a lot from my parents. Why, why, why do you ask?
1: Oh, just, you know, because people pick things up from lots of different places. Um, I, I think the thing I learned most from my mother was that when I'm walking down the street with a female, I should walk on the street side. Of the sidewalk, because I would prevent any uh, mud from splashing up onto her shoes or pantaloons.
0: Where were you walking in a bog? Are you in swamps
1: No, my mother explained to me that this 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 was the polite thing to do. It started in old West times, and it was because the streets were not paved; they were just mud. And so that's that's the one thing I've really held on to all these years from my mom. Wow, I hope she doesn't listen to the show.
0: That's depressing. She sure doesn't. Well, <laughs> runs in the family, I guess. <laughs> um, but oh uh, no! But I mean, I so you were young when you got this very gender specified, dated, <laughs> wild, wild west ruling of how life works.
1: Very young, and and scolded Anytime we were walking down the street, and I was not on the on the street side of the sidewalk, protecting my mother or. Whoever else I might have been with from the possibility of mud splatter, uh, I was I was scolded.
0: Oh, and and do you pass this along? Is this something that you would you would mention to your own children or to your 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 partner? Your I have co-host? I have
1: brought that up. I have brought that up with all of them. The children and the partner. Um, they just sort of dismiss it. They don't seem to care. And we don't walk on the sidewalk that often. But when we do That's, or in the old west. Or in the old west, but when we do, I am
0: I am street side. So that's, okay, no, it makes sense that you would bring it up then to uh, to, to, to your, your partner and your kids. Why are you bringing it up now? Well, because I was
1: just thinking, because we've been talking about tonight's episode, um, and... The, tonight's the, episode, yes, the topic. Yes, the, the topic. topic. Yeah. Public service announcements of our
0: youth, Tim. Mm, yes, as kids, how you learned about uh, existence, the perils, yeah. and, 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 and the, the etiquette, I guess. I and, feel like uh, I
1: have held on to some of these messages more than I've held on to any of the other messages from my mom, save for walking on the street side of the sidewalk. Sure. No, I would love to do a whole episode about that. But what we're
0: going to do the episode about, what I think the, the the topic is, yeah, I think you just said this, uh, PSAs, right? Public uh, Service Announcements? Yes. Specifically of, uh, of, of the 1980s, and specifically through the best educator friend- a uh, babysitter and sex ed uh, device I could think of from my childhood. We're we're going to talk about PSAs that were aired on television. Damn right. The the, the afternoons, uh, cartoons and and weekend cartoons. And uh, before we really get into it, I guess yeah. What what do you think of when I'm saying you know like PSA? Public service announcement. What is that? What what what, what specifically? Because we were talking before the show about what can we and can't talk about. What's what's your sense about what we're talking about? The guidelines for what this is.
1: I have always understood PSAs to be um, a a message from an organization, often the police or the medical community, dentists of America, um, trying to teach you better hygiene, proper maintenance of. Things, um, the the best way to live your life, the best way to be the best you. When I'm
0: thinking of like uh, PSAs that I saw on TV that impacted me from a very young age, starting at five or six, uh, one of the first ones I, I, I can think of um, is is McGruff, uh, the crime dog. You know McGruff, right? You know who yeah, he is.
1: take a bite out of crime. That was that was terrible. That's that's not a good McGruff.
0: That was a great McGruff, by the way. Oh, I thanks! Don't Tim. sell yourself short you're, you're being take that very on the kind. road. Take that. Get the it wasn't, rights.
1: It wasn't gruff enough. To it be wasn't McGruff honest. enough. That's true, but
0: but yeah, he and he take a bite out of crime. That was his catchphrase. That's yeah. something I think we can all remember. I mean, what 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 do you think of with, with McGruff? Who who? Because he was a what
1: a cartoon dog. Yes, uh, a bloodhound, as you uh, earlier pointed out, off, off Mike or on Mike. But maybe not on episode. Yes. Um. Yeah. He was. He was your 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 detective dog with his trench coat and his his his, you know, almost like a Detective Friday kind of attitude. Just you know, just the facts. Just just the bites out of crime. Um. So no, I I thought he was. I and I don't mean to just play on his
0: word. I thought that these ads were gruff. Like I I thought there was a hard edge. Him a gruff, you know. I think some of them were actually <laughs> sure. kind of scary. I mean, did you? I'm not. I'm exaggerating a little, but like he, yeah, he was like this hard boiled, tough cop who was kind of out there yeah. to tell us about some dangers. And he, and he was a dog who could talk
1: too, which is eerie. Yeah, it was our cartoon version of Scared Straight. Now, what's Scared Straight? Explain that real quick. uh I believe Scared Straight, and I I only know it from just the pop culture ambiance of knowing. Certain things I've never actually watched Scared Straight, but I believe it's just taking kids that are possibly troublesome, maybe on the wrong path, putting them in uh, into jail with some really hardened criminals for a while, uh, and and basically scaring them into this isn't the life you want to live. Well, that's key. Terror, terror. <laughs> to horrify kids
0: into your bidding propaganda basically is what you're describing
1: and i'm saying i think mcgruff is a cartoon version of that to some extent
0: the way you're describing him I think McGruff is some cartoon propaganda. I'll, I'll agree with you. I'm trying to remember, like, specifically, there's probably ones about Stranger Danger, which was this thing about being fearful of people you didn't know. And there's probably things about locking your doors. And there were probably, you know, McGruff would probably tell you about various little crime statistics. But mostly, when I think um, about McGruff, the crime dog, when I think about 80s, I am going to say propaganda, because that is kind of what this stuff was. When I think of 80s PSAs and McGruff, there is one thing, one topic, one thing that screams living in the 80s to me that comes up into my mind. And that concept, that idea, that one thing that I think a lot of these are going
1: to circle around is drugs. Oh, so many drugs. Were there? Apparently, it was the worst problem facing uh, facing eight-year-old us you know, on a Saturday morning.
0: And McGruff didn't take it lightly. McGruff put a lot of effort into trying to educate kids about drugs. In fact, McGruff wrote a a song, (laughs) composed a song, rented a studio, and contacted uh, 80s one-hit wonder Regina.
1: Real quick question, Tim. Yes. What was her hit?
0: So she had a 1986 radio hit called... uh, Baby love, <laughs> I believe, was the name of the song. Was that a cover? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Regina, but I know that as a, ch- I, I I know that as a, uh, let's see if this aired in nineteen eighty seven as a twelve year old, thirteen year
1: old, I had a massive crush on Regina from this PSA. Clearly, all I all I gleaned from Regina being in this, uh, probably, probably not at the time, but certainly now, is that they couldn't get Cyndi Lauper. Is my guess.
0: I'm going to correct you there. They couldn't get Madonna. Re- Regina Ooh. Regina actually taught Madonna some harmonies. She, she taught her how to harmonize in some of her songs. She was known enough in the early 80s to work with these pop stars before they were big. But Regina's appearance on, on radio charts with this one hit, she was kind of labeled as, I believe the phrase they used was, queen of the wannabes. People say she was stealing from the likes of Cindy Lauper from Madonna. I don't know. Looking at her in this video, she's the perfect rep- representation, but I'll say perfect packaging of an 80s pop star. She has sure. like Lena Lovitch's hair, all these weird, strange knot things. She has amazing clothes. I loved her fucking fashions. And she has a dance move that is really just standing there. Um, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> she kind of looks, she sounds like and looks like 80s pop music. McGruff here with Regina to sing Users are losers You know it's okay to say no I'm telling you it's true Learning when to say no Say no That's what you need to do Learning how to say no Say no gruff. Can make a winner of you Cause users are losers And losers
1: are users. Oh. So, don't use drugs, don't
0: use drugs. so that was appealing to a child who had no idea what drugs were because I will say, an, an aspect, uh, an element, something that I think was rampant in 80s pop music was uh, drugs. Yeah, there was, it was an aspect of the country, and an aspect of the art, and I assume an aspect of the animators who brought McGruff into this. But yeah, um, Regina and McGruff duet on a song called... Uh, don't Do Drugs, I believe is the name of the song. Don't Use Drugs, I Don't believe. Don't Use Drugs.
1: And yeah. why won't you use drugs? Well, if if you listen to the song, Tim, they, they spell it out for you. Because if you use drugs, Tim, you're a loser. Wait, who's a loser? A user.
0: Users are losers. Yes. But what's a loser but a user? Exactly. So it's a weird circular thought pattern where users are losers and losers are users. And that's what the song is about. It's very catchy. Yeah. And again, the visuals are great. It's some really nice video toaster editing with images behind her and shit.
1: Crazy images, too, behind her. Like They're so unrelated to themselves or this song, but... Yeah, I think definitely.
0: it's the it advertisement from the mid-'80s, just somehow get <laughs> into the broadcast. Could but be. no, she's she's up there. McGruff introduces her. Again, as someone we should all know, here's Regina to tell you a little bit about drugs.
1: I felt bad that I didn't know Regina because McGruff assumed I already knew her. And so I was like, oh, man, I, I got to find out who this person is. Did you or did you just wait to see if I knew anything about I, I her? I waited for you. I knew you would do your due diligence there. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Okay, I did. But uh but yeah, the song it's very catchy. It's uh probably a minute long. It's synthesizer a go-go. So of course it had my attention as a child.
1: McGruff on the synth. Is that what it, McGruff
0: is sitting at? Is he is he the synthesizer or is that the device that's recording? I mean the it performance? looks like a
1: recording board. A studio recording board, but he also seems to be playing it, because his yes. hand motion is is like he's playing.
0: I mean, I, so. I want to cut him some slack. He's a talking dog. He's <laughs> sentient and has a self-awareness. But yeah, McGruff is, is duetting with her. But but this song is, yeah, it's based around an idea. I mean, you can get It's McGruff. So you're like, well, he's going to tell us, what, something about the hard streets <laughs> and life. And he brought his friend. Ooh, that's interesting. And yeah, she's basically telling us that. A loser uses drugs. You know, we just established that. Like that's, I don't know, what what do you think of that as a slogan? I know it rhymes. I know it's catchy. Users are losers and losers are users, dot, 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 don't do drugs.
1: I mean, I think it's effective for certain age groups and I think it was effective for me at that time. Um, I was. Were you fearful. thinking about doing drugs? Oh, you were fearful. I was, yeah, I was kind of fearful of of drugs. I, I, now, where did that come from? I, it came from television. It came from these commercials. It came from these PSAs. It came from episodes of, of family sitcoms um, where drugs were involved. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was it was really in burning into my psyche, um, and it, it it stayed with me for for some time. To be afraid of drugs and afraid of people who use drugs. So that was before you saw this particular commercial? Um, it was around this time, I would say. Uh, maybe a little bit before, but certainly this commercial helped. Helped?
0: Helped generate this image of fear?
1: Uh, a fear, but also that that drugs weren't for me. I don't want to be a loser, and I also would like to be a winner. And <laughs> so I'm going to stay away from those drugs.
0: So what were drugs like? What were they? What, what for you to, as a child, think? I don't want to go near drugs. What didn't you want to go near?
1: I didn't want to go near. Probably at that time, people who smoked cigarettes. That's probably that one was of That the, was
0: the drug that, that this song is about.
1: I yeah, I didn't know. I knew pills were drugs. Um, pills that weren't like what you know, kind medicines?
0: So like aspirin, bear. Tylenol,
1: Advil. Like I knew that there were some pills that were good for you, and then there were some pills that were bad for you. And I and I knew that smoking was bad, and I think I knew that there was other things to smoke besides cigarettes. Um, so yeah, it was all it was all fresh and new, and I'm glad PSAs were there to, to keep me up to date on the latest drug crazes. So they were bad, though. You're saying all these things were bad.
0: Yes. Hmm. <laughs> you didn't find them to be bad. Well, I mean, at the time, yes. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, I had a fear of drugs. Just like you're saying, drugs were killers. That's right. what was drilled into me. And because of that, because of this idea, that the reason I'm asking what were drugs is, it was just say no to drugs, steer clear of drugs. What are drugs? <laughs> well, on a cartoon, it's some pill, some guy in a hat that's pulled down over his eyes is trying to sell you. And, you know, on a, on a sitcom, it was probably... What marijuana? I guess yeah, is probably. the drug. But I mean, we had drugs joint. around. A joint could be a joint in Theo's book. Um, I, I I think on Blossom, I think the older brother went into rehab because he smoked marijuana. Mm. So My so yeah, goodness. it was drilled into me that that they were that they were bad, which kind of makes an ad like this just or a song like this kind of smug. It's smug like, and it, and catchy as all hell it is catchy and i do i like that i sing i embarrassingly i sing the song to myself a lot but i don't believe it (laughs) you can't believe it something that that is that upbeat is is hard to believe something with no nuance is hard to believe that's the thing this there's no option in this song and how it's being presented to you for understanding for even i mean it's the thing like drugs were vague to me you know the, 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 the they were they were they were just this thing that was out there with with no concrete like i didn't know i didn't know what drugs was and that was kind of the idea of the time the reagan administration the reagan era had this whole you know say no campaign and that i don't know just to be told to say no to something to be like say no to this doesn't that just elicit and rightfully so more curiosity sure I mean, and it eliminates any level of complication in that. I did take aspirin. I did take Advil. You go to a doctor, you're going to be prescribed what? Drugs. Yeah. And in these commercials, there was no room to ask that, no question for that. It really was just shaming you. You're a loser, or your friend is a loser, or this person who maybe is having some issues and the only way they can cope is to numb themselves for a few minutes to further exist in a world that is far more complicated than your stupid Castle Grayskull playset. Like You're told that they're a loser. It's a weird illustrative purpose. Through an incredibly catchy song that you can then go sing to your friends and sing to your parents. I mean, you have you have two daughters. Do they go
1: through rampant drug education? Is that part of their schooling? Um, not that I have become aware of. Um, there's there's more schooling for the parents that I'm that I'm getting invited to and in another seminar and come to this evening's talk about vaping. Um, I, I see oh, so that. This more. is a
0: good example. So vaping is is kind of the new demonized practice I mean I don't know I'm sorry what's your stance on vaping I'm, I don't mean to be assuming here
1: uh, um I, well I'm not a fan of, of vaping or, or inhaling anything myself uh you know but I I I think it's a strange thing to just want to do because it's such a I don't know anything about it I'm sure people have learned more about it than I have because they have an interest in it but I I do not so it just seems Weird to me that you would want to inhale that. And the amount of vapor that is exhaled just boggles my mind.
0: Now, are cigarettes, do you have that same feeling about, say, cigarettes? I know I used to smoke. And, and when we hung out, were cigarettes as bizarre and incapable of comprehension a thing as vaping is?
1: Um, Not as bizarre, just because I grew up with it. My mother smoked for most of my childhood. Um, and she what finally What a loser, quit. huh? She was, man. I mean, I constantly was trying to get her to quit as a kid because television told me it was not healthy enough. Television
0: told you that the, the person who was working her ass off to raise you was a loser. The provider um, who worked hard, I'm guessing on your life here, this yeah. campaign is telling you to call her a loser. Because uh, you're it, saying it, she it, smoked crack cocaine, right? Did I hear that part t- right?
1: All crack cocaine all the time. Um, no, it was only tobacco, and so I don't know that I got that from this particular commercial, but there were other tobacco commercials, sure. Okay, PSAs,
0: PSAs, as we have to call them to make the title of this episode relevant. <laughs> but I, so you go to these talks as an adult, um. I guess is 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 the the one thing that's kind of a disconnect here. So your kids aren't getting any exposure. Maybe this is good. Your your kids aren't getting exposure to like. By the way, this
1: is bad. Society calls this bad. They they, they might be. They're not getting they're not getting PSA exposure. I could tell you that. Uh, that was one thing I thought about as we were uh, um, preparing for this. As I was watching these PSAs, and I was just thinking about what well, what kind of PSAs do they have today, and. An, we, because we have the, the streaming platforms, um, we don't see PSAs. My kids don't really watch a lot of live TV. And so if there are PSAs going on, we don't see them. Oh, because I, I know, I feel like they exist still.
0: Do they not stream I, them I on YouTube or something? They are they not ads that are targeted to your kids if they're watching stuff on YouTube?
1: I haven't seen them. Most of the ads I see are for games, or or, but not, not uh, drug-related PSAs, no. So they're not getting programming telling them to be wary
0: or fearful of something. Are they wary or fearful of drugs? Are they aware that drugs
1: are a thing? Um, my oldest is. I, I, mm-hmm. She's talked about it. She, she's nervous about a lot of things. Um, Where does she get knowledge about it from? Um, again, I think it was from sitcoms and cartoons and that sort of thing. And and me. I'm, I think I'm doing an okay job trying to make her aware of the... The dangers of the world listeners uh hashtag us in at bob
0: question mark is he doing a good job raising his kids no. um <laughs> uh, you are expressing an observation i don't know if it's a concern that your kids are not getting televised service announcements they're not getting psa's they're not getting
1: there's a little bit of a concern there yes it wasn't until this week but as of this week yeah there's a little bit of a concern
0: so was the only place you were getting exposure, education, and maybe some misinformation, by the way, on these topics? Was it only coming from TV for you when you were a kid? Mostly.
1: Oh really? Um, yeah. I I mean I think my mom had uh, a drug talk at one point, but it was a it was a one time thing. You know, it wasn't over and over again every week. Every Did afternoon. Did you need it every week, though? Did you need that kind of
0: conversation over and over again? Do you need to be hit in the head when you're trying to do something else with a reminder that, hey, by the way, that guy's a loser. What guy? Paul McCartney from the Beatles.
1: Um, it, I don't think it hurt me. Did I need it? Uh, I don't know if I needed it all the time, but nice to see it once in a while.
0: But do you want to inundate your kids with it? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you, you have the – because you have the ability – I assume I don't, don't want to necessarily
1: inundate them with it, but I I'm just now realizing that they they don't have even this casual, uh, you know, commercial PSA that comes up that they can just sort of see and kind of remember, and and we're going to talk about a couple others that that some of these things actually stuck with me for some time, um, and as and as
0: like catchy jingles or as worthwhile life as lessons? as
1: worthwhile life
0: lessons like what why don't we because I, I, I think we're expressing our stance on this. I think the "just say no" movement, the McGruff, you know, users or losers movements. I think that was bullshit in the eighties. I think it was reductive, and I think it caused. But arrogance did you think it was think bullshit it also,
1: at the time? At, at as a at child, time?
0: No, you? because I was terrified. Because I was told but that all that drugs I, will kill you. That was their, that's that that's, was that's the not purpose. effective. That's what they wanted. That's a. That's I, I, it a, was effective for me. That's what they wanted because, <laughs> that's that's a power play, that's a political yeah. power play. Let's scare kids into something. We don't. Let's not educate them. Let's scare them. Like there, there would be a massive difference between broaching and eventually working towards because it's more effort. Because yeah, in a, in a one minute song by one hit superstar Regina, you can't explain what how drugs work and how some are helpful and what some of the side effects are. And and, you can't do all that. I get it.
1: And yeah, you're right. They're not naming the drugs. They're not naming the illegal drugs that they're referencing. So yeah, I see how you're...
0: Nor are they exploring them. Nor are they looking into them. I mean, you and I drink. We both drink pretty heavily. Is that a fault? Is that a danger? Is that something you don't want your kids to see? Do you hide your liquor in the house?
1: (sighs) No, I haven't been doing that.
0: Why, well, yeah, because why would you? It's, it's because But I also, I,
1: I don't drink to excess around them.
0: Okay. But these commercials don't express the idea of excess. They express the idea that these things are bad. Right. That these things are not even bad. They're just there for losers. I guess – and the reason we should move on to another one in a moment is because I think there are multiple things th- – Speaking to children can work a lot of different ways. But when you're playing on, here's a catchy song, here's an animated dog, because hearing an animated dog is far more interesting than hearing your local cop or just, you know, or a guy in a funny looking cop suit. Like, you'd rather, I'd rather see the talking dog because that's fun and exciting. And this song is great. And it's not Leni Lovich, but it looks like her. It's not Nina Hagen, but it looks like her. I'm loving this. But. So in that setup, you've got the kid's attention. All you're giving them is, you know what? Drugs are bad. Don't ask me any questions because I drink, but drugs are bad. I mean that (laughs) – and you're right. As a kid, I don't think I was thinking this is bullshit, but I was scared of something, and I remained scared because no one could explain it to me. No one broke it down for me. No one wanted to broach this idea of, or even express that, well, there are multiple levels to it. So if I saw somebody smoking, I think you were kind of expressing this with your opinion on smoking. My thought is that's bad, not, hey, this person is complex, complicated, and they made a choice. A choice, by the way, I still made in college. I've done some drugs. I've smoked. I drink. So it's not like these PSAs forced me into a lifestyle. I got older and understood some of the aspects, the fallout, the risks, and the benefits and and embrace the ones I wanted to. I just think one minute of scaring a kid during this cartoon you enjoy, during this afternoon period where maybe you're unattended and by yourself or during Saturday mornings where you're getting a break from school, to throw in this horrifying, scary kind of, the world's awful, is kind of a cheat. It's kind of a shit thing to do.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, but I understand that they only had those thirty seconds or, or sixty seconds to do it. So you got to get right mm-hmm. to the point.
0: Well, is there isn't there a is that the point you get to in thirty seconds? Some things can't be discussed in thirty seconds. Like, is there a PSA or a series of PSAs you could think of that maybe did well with the time period they were in? You know, you you're you're only giving it thirty seconds or a minute. That's lazy if you think that's going to solve the drug crisis, (laughs) as it was called. But does this format work for something? Like, is there another – getting off of Regina and McGruff's duet for a minute, is there another public service announcement that maybe does work within the allotted period, time period we're talking about?
1: Um, I think one that that I think worked well and also kind of stuck with me, um, at least the, the catchphrase for it, uh, where the NBC—I'm pretty sure it was produced by NBC—to go in between their Saturday morning cartoons—was uh, the the ones to grow on.
0: Hi, I'm Michael Gross, and I'll be right back with One to Grow On. Yeah, One to Grow On. I I remember that really clearly. It was yeah. um. It was set up, you you get this little window and there's a celebrity who introduces them. So this was like during commercial breaks in between cartoons. Yeah. And you'd, you'd have a celebrity, you know, I'm Mindy Cohn from Facts of Life and I'll be right back with one to grow on. And then I think they cut to another commercial and they come back. Yeah, it's like a little skit with kids acting out kind of a, a, a morality question like, I'm going to steal this stapler or I'm going to run down the street without looking or I'm going to shower with this toaster. <laughs> and you know, as a kid, you can kind of even anticipate well these are bad ideas and then right when the bad idea is about to transpire it cuts, and then suddenly you're, you're with the celebrity who's also watching this little sketch on the TV. And the celebrity is telling you, like, a life lesson, like, you know what? That's a, that's, it's dangerous to take a toaster into the, in the shower. Have the toaster going while you're in the shower, and you come out, there's bread ready for you, whatever it is. <laughs> so the celebrity who you who are, they pick celebrities that we'd know, um, David Hasselhoff. Uh, I remember Lisa Welch Blair from Facts of Life being on one, Punky Brewster, like celebrities that you like.
1: Teaching a little
0: Jason Bateman, teaching you a little lesson or explaining it. And then they would look back and the little sketch would finish out, and the kids, it would turn out, would do the right thing, as it's called. They'd make a good decision and move on to something. And yeah, these played during our Saturday morning. So they were integrated into all these cartoons and they were positive. They were upbeat. And they weren't morality issues so much. I guess I was just saying they were, but they were kind of like, here are some suggestions on building a better sense of yourself, you know, Here, here's some ethical things that we can all agree on, being nice, being polite.
1: Yeah, not to pick on that kid, um, you know, the best, you know, make sure you pay attention when you cross the street, things like that. Do you remember these? Like, you growing up watching these, did these impact you? The thing that stuck with me, again, it's the repetitiveness. So we've seen Regina um, over and over again. It's the same thing. The (laughs) McGruff-Regina duet? Yes. Sorry, I always leave out McGruff. Um, but the, so the thing that stuck with me when I was rewatching these was the, the cartoon opening. Because For the that one was, to grow on. Yeah. Cause that was the same every time. I want the ball. Don't Jackie? Yeah. don't ever do that. That. Yeah. Yeah. And All then right. the kid eating the, the Sunday and turning into a pig and then somehow morphing <laughs> into a vacuum cleaner or something. A real animal farm 2049. Yeah. So, um, so that stands out to me. And I think that makes a bit of a point here. It's like these one to grow on's. Um, you didn't see them over and over again, the same ones over and over again. There are quite a few different lessons, which are, is great. And I think they have a short-term impact, but the long-term, it it, it needs to have that repetitiveness. Otherwise, you're you're going to kind of forget about it.
0: I and I do remember this, like my brother and I, because we would watch cartoons together. Even as a five or six-year-old, seven-year-old, whatever age we were at, we thought these were silly. Like, he and I would make fun of the format, so I I don't think any of the lessons actually impacted me. I remember it
1: vividly. I clearly remember the segments, but... The segments are rememberable. And and the line, you know, that's one to grow on, that's kind of entered our, our pop culture pantheon. I think people reference that all the time they do but they're making fun of like no one's
0: saying like i learned my lesson i'm not going to break the antenna off this car like that kid who broke the antenna off the car and the one to grow on i mean if if your target demographic for these things is is a seven year old and you know you want to be impactive, you want to make a difference on that seven year old's life and if that seven year old is making fun of it is it impactive you know is it successful and Who's Punky Brewster to tell me anything at that point? That's, that's the thing. Like, I like one to grow on. I have a fondness for it, but it's, they're the same fondness I have for the Follow My Nose Toucan Sam commercials. The same fondness I have for that <laughs> McDonald's Christmas special with the ice skating. Like, I I just I like them in my head because I remember them in the memory that they were playing. Yeah, but I don't know if they were impactive because again. How much of a life's lesson can you get out of context in 20 seconds?
1: Yeah, not much. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like like I said, I have no particular memory of any single segment, but it's the 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 bit itself, the, the idea of the one to grow ons that I remember. But what they were telling me, I have no recollection. Saturday morning had a lot of good
0: educational programming, Um, all the Schoolhouse Rocks, which I don't know if those are considered public uh, service announcements, those were educational. They were catchy, they were everything these other ones were catchy, of the time, animation aimed at kids. But they also they were imparting something on you. I learned what an adverb was and promptly forgot. But <laughs> you know, I, I I I can recite the the opening of uh, you know the we the people in order to form a more perfect union. I can recite that thanks to these. Like I learned stuff from those. Right. But if it's trying to teach me something, like there are a lot of animated segments Saturday mornings about health, about nutrition. Yeah. Um, there was uh, the character that I was saying was called Timer. You were telling me he's a piece of cheese. What's this one
1: that we're talking uh, about? Uh, this is, I always refer to it as the, the hankering for a hunk of cheese. That's right. It. That's yeah. a good way to, yes. Um, this is where you have, I guess, an Old West cheese blob with arms and legs telling me that cheese is a, is a good snack. And you should consider it the next time you're home from school and hungry. What's something you can make with cheese? Why, you can put cheese on a cracker, Tim. And put a cracker on top of that cheese and you have a little cracker cheese sandwich. Or a wagon wheel. I believe it was called a wagon wheel. (laughs)
0: Um, no, and that's true. and it's, That's it's, what they call it's, it's, the wagon
1: wheel. Here's a great little snack to tide you over till dinner. If you want something delicious and nutritious, cheese is a super snack. Look, a wagon wheel. When my get up and go has got up and went, hanker for a hunk of cheese.
0: It's questionable nutrition because how much cheese should, should you be eating? But those are so memorable to me because they were catchy. They were songs. And it was something I could do. I could make a wagon
1: wheel. You could make a wagon wheel, and then this is the one that I had a question about. It's like <clears throat> I, I I mentioned this one to 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 view and to talk about, but then I was like, "But is this a PSA or is this more of a commercial?" Um, the clip that I saw doesn't tell you who it's brought by, uh, brought to you by. Like a lot of these will say, you know, brought to you by the Church of Latter Day Saints, or you know, um, we know the one to grow ons came from NBC. This one uh, didn't have the ending, but I I feel like it came from America Cheese Council or something like that, like an organization that wants you to buy more cheese. So I feel like they're they're giving you a, a healthy advice, I guess, but it's really specific to cheese. So to me, it sounds like more of a commercial.
0: Yeah, because it's commercial television. It's, it's explaining to you how nutrients work, sort of. It's making you aware that maybe you shouldn't be just eating, you know. It's no the, Mr. Goodbody, though. It's no Slim Goodbody, that's true. But not everything can be a naked man with no skin. Like, really <laughs> naked, because he has no skin, even. No skin. Here's something I was always thinking. A lot of these animated segments on Saturday mornings with kids, there's no adults. Even the one to grow on that we watched, because we watched a few to talk about, there's adult voices in them, but you don't see the adults. I mean, these are kids
1: existing in their own world, which, of course, is narratively fun. Right. And if there is an adult, it's usually the one that's trying to get you to get in his car and, and drive somewhere Yeah, it's a a pervert. (laughs) adults are perverts
0: uh, is the lesson there. But, I mean, I think there's something to be said about seeing kids on their own. Because, I mean, I didn't necessarily have this situation. But like latchkey kids, kids who have to come home because their parents have to work multiple jobs on their own. They do have to fend for themselves. So imagine watching this cartoon and this thing is telling you, yeah, you're home alone. But, you know, is there cheese in that refrigerator? Are there two crackers somewhere in the house? No, they're out working. No, but are there two crackers you can eat? Well, put them together, we call the wagon wheel, have a fun time and have a snack. Like that is a public service. You're helping out these kids. There's, there are a lot of memorable Saturday morning cartoons about, you know, don't drown your food in, in, in syrup or e- eat a carrot stick. I don't know what the songs are, but <laughs> things that are looking out for kids' nutrition. Yeah. and they're running dur- during cartoons which i love but also a lot of people claim cartoons are ba- you know glorified babysitters they're not they're more than that but i get what they're saying so that's a great time for these commercials to air i think that's the i think that's the perfect public service announcement to be honest because you're not putting anyone down you're trying to help someone out that i th- is missing from the majority of these other service announcements that are supposedly helping kids out. Like um, at the top of the show, at the start of the show, or earlier in the show, you had mentioned uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Um, and you were just talking about how, you know, who brought us these commercials. And a series of commercials I vividly remember playing during weekdays, during, uh, you know, like whatever episode of Bionic 6, whatever I was watching, um, would be these, ser- these live-action ads of, um, brought you know that were brought to you by the Church of Latter day Saints, the Mormons, they would always say at the end. And there were these little kind of usually to music, a song, kids once again encountering something in the world that we're supposed to learn from. There were just these little 30 second, one minute ad spots put in there. And the one I remember, um, it was called Just One Lie. Um, and it's about this kid who's coming home who wants to go to some movie and he's thinking to himself as he comes home from a long day at, uh, work. I don't know. I don't know what this <laughs> kid does, but, um, and that's something I couldn't relate to. I never walked in the home by myself, so that's a little lost to me. But this kid is thinking to himself, steps in the house, is like, I really want to go see this movie, but I don't think my mom wants me to go to this movie. Well, how can I, how can I get to this movie? Oh, I know. I'll tell her I'm going to a friend's house to work on some homework. Or something, a kid walks in, and he walks into his house, and the lights go out, and he's confronted by this Bob Fosse gang of guys <laughs> in like black top hats and 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 and, and tap shoes tap dancing, dancing and away, s- singing yeah, yeah. menacingly oh, yeah, at yeah. this kid it's- about the escalation of lying
1: when you tell one lie it leads to another
0: when you tell two lies to
1: cover each other then you tell three lies oh brother you're in trouble up to your ears so you tell four lies to try to protect you then you tell five lies so folks won't suspect you then you tell six lies
0: and then you collect a life full of worries and fears they surround him <clears throat> they chase him around his house one of them freakishly touches his face and they shame him through song. This kid who's walking home saying, maybe I'll maybe I'll tell a lie. There's actually, they're singing the song, tap dancing, and they actually say to this kid in unison, so it's five strange guys in his house, telling him that you'll be suspected, rejected, disliked, and you should. That's the fucking lyric of the song. This kid's social standing falls apart just because he's considering going to see Can't Buy Me Love when I guess I shouldn't. <laughs> and so they, they're they singing the song and they're getting close to him. He freaks out. He runs outside, runs into his mom who's coming home with some groceries. And he, this kid admits to her this lie that in truth, he never told. Yeah. But he tells her, I was gonna lie. I was gonna lie about going to see Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey. But I was gonna tell you I was going to my friend's house. I'm sorry, mom. I'll never go see you. You Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey again. And the mom... This is the most believable part of the ad. The mom, like us as an audience, kind of just stands there wondering if her son is nuts. Because he didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) He thought about lying, but he didn't. And the reason he didn't was he was shamed. Once again, similar to the Regina and her song at the start, these tap dancing guys are shaming this kid, telling him his life will fall apart because of one bad decision. I mean, it's a one-minute ad, which I get. Right. But like, like the the Regina one, there's no area for discussion. It doesn't leave any space.
1: There can't be. There, there's there, no time. There's no time, but you're getting us get to the heart of it. And the heart of it is that you shouldn't lie. And they made that very clear in a short amount of time with, with, with dancing, tap, uh, flashlights, the whole shebang. Oh, there were flashlights. That is true. And did it work for you? No. Nor should it. <laughs> you just lied all the
0: time? No, but I wasn't. No, but I, this didn't make me not want to lie <laughs> because of how they're handling it.
1: This yeah. kid
0: is like, a what, an eight-year-old or nine-year-old kid. And this commercial is setting up a, 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 an ongoing system of – or an ongoing lack of redemption. This one lie will destroy you. God forbid, if if I had lied about something at school, came home and saw this commercial for the first time, and hadn't been able to tell my parents that I was thinking about lying, but actually lied, this commercial sets up a scenario where from that point on I'm fucked. <laughs> it's so it's so full of itself, and it's a it's a, it's a church, it's the church of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, so it's so holier than thou telling you how to be a better person, but not in any way giving you space to learn. You're not learning from your mistakes. You're being told, don't make the mistake.
1: Oh, uh, that's true.
0: And I don't feel like that's that helps. You know, you're just asking me, did I not lie? This commercial didn't make me decide not to lie. This commercial scared me as a kid. I, I was terrified of this commercial. Very catchy song, by the way, and some very nice dance moves. But <laughs>
1: just scary because there's intruders in his house. Yeah, well... It- it would frighten me. I I don't remember this one from you don't. My, my youth. No, this one didn't pop up a lot. <clears throat> Certainly, I saw Church of Latter-day Saints. You did. PSAs, um, but this particular one did not stand out. Um, but the fact that he's opening his door, they're not even really dancing in his house. It's like this weird cavernous hallway with these, these uh, barriers that they jump out of. So, it's not even like he entered his home. He entered some other dimension. Sure. Yeah. That's well. That was the most frightening part. The Broadway dance and singing and stuff didn't frighten me too much. It's quite good. It's, it's some yeah. great dancing. Talented. But you remember some of the Church of Latter Day Saint commercials? Yeah, there. yeah. I have a sense of them. Again, I couldn't like tell you for sure what segments there were. Sort I think of there's like
0: one where kids make a pizza for an old man.
1: Okay, that sounds familiar.
0: I think there's a, an opera one about who threw the baseball. That sounds familiar.
1: Yeah. And I saw the opera one just recently as I was searching these, uh, but I didn't remember that one. I think
0: Alfonso Ribeiro was on the opera one.
1: Uh, wait, wasn't that a Pepsi commercial?
0: I think he did two commercials and Uh, then got silver spoons. Do you you remember the Church of Latter Day Saints part at the end, right, where the kids like that church? That's the part
1: that sticks out—the repetitive part.
0: Is that weird that this that a church? Because the only other church I can think about advertising on TV in the '80s is the Church of Scientology right. with their Dianetic ads. Is that odd that the Church of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, bought time during uh, your Jason the Wheeled Warriors episode or during Zubilee Zoo, and that they are they're were they're, they're pushing this at you? Like The fact that that's the part you remembered, is, there, is it some weird religious presence
1: to that? Did that ever strike you odd as a kid? No, I mean, it never did strike me odd as, as a kid. Uh, oh. I guess it's. I haven't even thought about it today because um, I know I had mentioned earlier that my kids weren't seeing PSAs. The one PSAs that I that I do recall seeing of late, I think, are Latter Day Saints PSAs. Um, the one where um, a woman gets off a bus and then a man follows her and chases after her and you think it's going to be he's going to like mug her but in fact he's bringing her the purse that she left behind on the bus little little uh psa's like that i do recall seeing recently and i think that's still church of latter-day saints and that doesn't bother me too much that doesn't seem weird to me i guess now that i'm thinking about it it's weird that you don't see it from other religious organizations Hmm. why aren't they stepping up their game do you want to? Do you want suddenly
0: there to be just this uptick in catholic guilt <laughs> or, or 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 this this you know I I'm not going to go through all the different religions
1: but Sure. I mean I don't think I wouldn't be bothered by it too much if the lessons were as as generic as don't lie or be kind to strangers that kind of thing. But does that do anything? To
0: have gone through the production, the choreography of, of of singing, you know, don't lie, it'll make you the worst person ever. I think it's Is that does. how you teach that lesson
1: to a kid? I don't think it's the only way you teach that lesson, but I think it's a helpful reminder at that age. So a PSA can kind of be a helpful reminder, something a little yeah. simplistic. Yeah. Some of them can teach you lessons to stick with you for life. That you may not have even heard of elsewhere, such as such as the greatest PSA in my mind that I have ever witnessed. It's the. We already Bugs- talked about Regina. <laughs> no, the Bugs Bunny one, uh, preventing uh, you from self harm in your kitchen.
0: You know, kids, the kitchen ain't a playground. There's a lot of danger hiding in here. That dangling cord can be a disaster. Especially if they grab hold and yank me, my cord should be up. Hey, you said it. Keep dangling cords out of reach.
1: This is the one where Bugs Bunny, as a cartoon character, is in a kitchen, which is a, a real kitchen. So it's a it's it's not it's a cartoon. action. It's yeah. live action, and uh, he talks about all the dangers that that lurk in in your in your kitchen. And all of the things that he's talking about come to life in cartoon form and teach you a lesson. And I'm going to leave those lessons to you, Tim. What What were some of the lessons from this commercial? Because I'm pretty sure you remember these. Uh,
0: well, I know that there's a cookie jar uh, misplaced.
1: Precariously placed Precariously. on the edge.
0: Yeah. And I only know this because the cookie jar itself says to the, the viewer, ah, I should be over there. And then hops... <laughs> With that self-awareness to the other side of the counter. Yeah. So that's one. Um, I think there's a tea kettle or something, electric that's tea right. kettle maybe. With a dangling cord. Dangling cord, which you could trip in, right? Or you could get oh, caught or up
1: could, in. You could pull it down on top of you.
0: Oh yeah. But the fortunately you don't because I think the tea kettle tells you that My cord should be up and swirls the <laughs> cord around safely. <laughs> yes. I think also because they're in the kitchen, the stove is on, the burner the stove on, is on, and I yes. think there's this pot of hot water boiling, of which I can't do the impression of. <laughs> I think it's something uh, like, uh, "I'll just wait for a child to put his hand in the." It's, it's more bed. Yosemite
1: Sam than. Oh, is it? It's a little gruffer than that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, yeah, um, and so yeah, and and it it turns its its handle inward. To prevent any child from accidentally reaching up and grabbing it or, or walking past and knocking it over. And Tim, these were lessons that stuck with me. So these worked for you? This commercial worked for you? That pot handle one especially. Oh, this one worked for me so well. I always am constantly turning those pot handles in. And I never would have known to do that. My mother never talked to me about that. My my grandparents never spoke to me about that. And I only learned it from this PSA. Well, that's helpful. It's probably helpful that it's
0: Bugs Bunny, because who doesn't like Bugs Bunny? Well, Homer Fudd doesn't. But, okay. And I guess you proved my, my counter to this commercial. I think you probably stepped on and disproved by animating the, the tea kettle, the cookie jar, and the pot, and having them solve the conundrum. Does that take the responsibility off the kid? No. It just
1: shows you the best way to do it
0: have the cookie jar move itself
1: yes definitely i should be
0: over there
1: <laughs> animate that <laughs>
0: is cookie what jar. the cookie, okay. no
1: yeah no, this mean, is the
0: very memorable i used to love this commercial as well this is the and best it is one of the first ones i feel like played for a while stopped and i remember it coming back probably oh, over, nice. you know like late junior high being like this old thing this is great <laughs> no it's stuck with me it's memorable and. It's a worthwhile public service announcement again maybe the the word choice of what a PSA is is the faulty thing because mm. it's educating kids kids at home some situations where they could really get hurt home you know I don't know why they'd be cooking on their own but if they were whatever it is it's it's a nice protective route so yeah that makes sense right That makes sense as a public yeah. service announcement because it's looking out for the kids you know
1: I know we don't necessarily have this one on the list that we're talking about but they're mm. not all for kids. Uh, One of the more famous ones uh, is geared toward adults, although I think kids saw it more than the adults did, because I saw it nonstop. And that's the, uh, you taught me how to, you know, who taught you how to do this stuff, PSA?
0: Oh, the one where the the dad comes home, his kid's on his bed, got his headphones on, probably listening to that hit new Regina track, which is really the only Regina track. And the dad comes (laughs) in with, is it a cigar box? A cigar box full of paraphernalia. What kind of paraphernalia? You know, I have paraphernalia. no idea. Drug paraphernalia, yeah. Yeah, I think there's probably a bunch of rubber bands in there, maybe a tarot card. <laughs> it was random. There. It was pretty random. I bet there's a, a two-pack of ho ho's in there or ring dings or <laughs> kingdons. But yeah, so what happens? The dad comes in,
1: the kid's on the bed. Dad's pissed off. He is oh, pissed man. off. Your mother found this in your closet. Where did you get this? Who taught you how to do this stuff? And the kid, you know, trying to give him excuses at first, gets cut off, gets getting cut off with questions, and then he finally breaks. He's like, you all right? I learned it by watching you. He
0: doesn't just break. He has a break. He screams. This kid suddenly acts and yells from you all right, like you just said. I learned it from watching you. And it is, that's interesting. This is for the adults, huh? Because they cut to the father, yeah. who does his best work there, kind of in shock, <laughs> And kind of, I assume, watching his kid through a drug-induced haze where he's thinking, do I
1: do drugs? It's yours. No, i your mother said she found it in your closet. I don't know. One
0: of the guys must have. Must have what? Look, Dad, it's where not... Where did you get it? Dad, I... Answer me. Who taught you how to do this stuff?
1: You, all right? I learned it by watching you.
0: It's a weird mixed message of, I'm going to berate my kid. You know, the whole do as I say, not as I do bullshit. Right, right. But you think this was aimed at adults?
1: Yeah, because it it ends with the famous line, uh, I guess it's not that famous. Um, (laughs) Parents who use drugs have kids who use drugs. So it's named at the parents. It's saying, you, the parent, pay attention to this commercial Because I'm trying to tell you that if you're using drugs, you're going to end up with kids that use drugs. So you, parent, stop using drugs. But it played during afternoon shows. It
0: played in a kid's demographic. And here's why that's insidious. And here, and I think it's very intentional. Because you might be right. This might be a PSA that one could be like an adult and be like, you know what? I am going to stop eating these ho-hos. But I think... The structure of that, I think that like what kid doesn't want to talk up against their parent? What kid doesn't want to take a stand? I think these commercials were meant to make kids guilt their parents. Oh. I think it was supposed to set up a, a set uh, set up a, a mindset where the kid is like, wait, my parents do drugs, I gotta get them off of it. I got to show them a picture of a diseased lung or John Belushi's headshot or something. Like, I, I, I think that there was an intention in this of putting parents out, of making parents a villain. And you don't see parents in the other ones, really. You see them a little bit. But, but this is making kids
1: turn their parents in, turn right. on their parents, judge You're their right. parents, shame I've, their parents. You've turned me. I, I, I am coming around to that. Uh, yeah, that totally makes sense now. That's, that's
0: gross. What that, that's what it's about. That is gross. That's gross. They live bullshit on TV, except instead of commercial products, it's this weird again, shaming. These most of these public service announcements, or at least the ones about harmful drugs and your parents stash and well, the next one we're going to talk about. They 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 they're all about you are the worst for Doing this for even <laughs> thinking about doing this. If you have a friend who does this, their name is probably Adolf Hitler. I mean, that's these things have no space for for individual survival, right? They're, they're, they're like the literally the, the the let's the last one I think we're going to talk about is, a, is another famous one. I think we both knew it from 1983. Yeah. It's a drinking and it's called drinking and driving can kill a friendship. That's I think the tagline of it. Um and what's this one? How does this one play out?
1: Uh this one um has you joining a group of friends. Hard to tell how old they are. I would presume as a kid I thought they were teenagers, but I think looking at it now they look to be in about their 30s. Um, they're leaving. <laughs> I like think the actors are.
0: Bro. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be in their teens, teenagers.
1: Yeah. drive. But they're they're all drinking beers, walking out of somewhere. If the house party, perhaps, or maybe it's a bar. It's kind of hard to tell. Oh, um, all yeah, to the maybe. the rockin' tunes yeah, of Michael Jackson's "Beat It." Um, right? Yeah, famed eighties which, which,
0: child perpetrator allegedly Michael Jackson. At that time, that would have drawn me right in.
1: It's like, oh, the beat it. It's, it's beat it. What's going on? What is this about? Um and and they're they're talking about going somewhere else. They've been drinking. They want to go somewhere else to continue drinking. Um and one of them, I think, is trying to uh, ask the other if, if he's okay to drive. And he's like, Yeah, what's a couple beers? Puts the key in, turns the ignition, and then there's like this just sudden change from this live action like thing a flash, to just like dark a nuclear bomb. It's going a flash,es and and now you're in this dark. Um, um, you're still in that car, but now everything is all the people are skeletons, just skeletons, right? not even burned flesh. Skeletons.
0: Yeah, because now, he was drunk and turning that key. I think the idea right. is, and I think they say this: if you don't stop your friends from drinking and driving. You're as good as
1: dead. <laughs> they don't quite say that. I think the they tag, do. I think that's the line. Did they? Did they? The tagline is "Drinking and driving can kill a friendship." You're right. Okay, sorry. I'm just reading my notes. But let me actually. I'm going to play it back here. Just get in and talk about it. I've got to go home. Oh, come on, Carrie. We're going don't to a new place. She wants to go home, right? Let's <laughs> go. You okay to drive? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. You sure? Relax. What's a few beers? If you don't stop
0: your friend from drinking and driving, you're as good as dead.
1: Drinking and driving can kill a friendship. Oh, they do. They do say you're as good as dead. Holy crap.
0: Yep. Without going anywhere, the car doesn't even move. I <laughs> I think. I think. I think they're in a garage and the door is shut.
1: Well, you don't need to move because you're as good as dead. You will be dead. That's, that's yeah, I get it. Yeah.
0: And I think they they cut to that scene where they're toasting. It's a human hand with skin on it and then a skeleton's hand and they're toasting glasses. Is that this one?
1: Uh, This one? No, they're shaking hands.
0: They're shaking hands. At the end of that one. This is a lot of pressure (laughs) that once again leaves no space for discussion.
1: Right. And should there be, Tim? Yes for drinking and driving there's the, there's times that maybe that's okay no there there is no offer of how
0: you would stop your friends from drinking and driving there is no I discussion see. of what you would say what you would do that's the issue i have with catchphrases like this with these hardline yeah. lessons is and we said it earlier they're just fear inducing scolding and they don't give you any actions to actually take they're self-congratulatory with how doom saying and, and and clever they are. But you know it's 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 like, you know, politically, you know, like we all know Trump is a is a fascist dickhole. But saying that sternly to the people who agree with you doesn't impact anything. What impacts that would be concrete steps you could take to take action so, you can understand why is a dick hole and also how to resist it. Like, the, the, the giving some help, I need that. Posting on Facebook, the feelings I feel don't help, but having some assistance in dealing with them would. So, just having this ad where it's like, your friend turned the key, you're a skeleton. <laughs> you did it, you're dead. It's like, all right, so what do I do in that situation? Yeah. There's nothing. And it's too scary now to ask about because I'm sorry, but all your flesh is gone. It didn't burn off. It just stopped being on your body (laughs) because your friend drank and then turned to key. Like, that's, that's some fucked up sorcery that is horrifying imagery. That does scare me into thinking drinking is awful. Okay, so there's that. But now what if that situation comes up? What do I fucking do? I'm as good as bones and not the television show, but just bones because there's no suggestion of
1: what to do. True. But again, that's they didn't have time for all that, sir. They had to get to the point. But the, the point the, is you
0: shouldn't drink and drive. But that doesn't mean anything if that's the point. Why not? Because you'll be a skeleton. Correct. Is actually not what's going to happen. You'll get into an accident. You'll kill someone. You'll kill yourself. You'll kill your friends. But again, so that's scary. Okay. That's horrifying. <laughs> and yes, maybe that scares a kid off of drinking. But you know, what if you do? What if, what if you have friends who do drink, or or what if you're in that situation? How do you deal with that? Right. That and also, what if you're at home and your parents are taking a couple sips? Are they
1: skeletons now? That they good as dead if they get in the car, Tim. Yes. But you know that's not true. Um, t- To the extent of the commercial, that's not true. Have you ever
0: had a drink and then driven your family somewhere? No. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't like skeletons? I don't like dead families. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> so you got that. Okay, so this commercial saved one person. I just... <laughs> There's, there's a problem when your way of, and this is in quotes, which are great on a podcast, <laughs> um, when your way of education is to induce fear, when your way of teaching and expressing something is inducing fear, I know it makes whoever came up with it feel good. I know that. When you do something that's so shocking, like, I'm going to tell you how it really is, it's going to blow your mind, you can't handle it, that's so fulfilling. Because you've got people quivering in front of you and you just blew their minds with reality. So I know what that feels like. So the companies that are funding these ads, the Reagan administration, maybe the actors who are in it, you know, the, 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 they're feeling really good about themselves. But in feeling good about themselves, they're kind of forgetting, that the whole purpose supposedly of the money that was allotted to make this commercial and maybe what we should do if we care about kids is you give them an op- you you give them options you discuss you make it real and these commercials Wait, but- with the exception of My Court should be up these were not <laughs> helpful these were damaging because they just made me scared to enter the world and they're conflicting too because my parents drink Their friends drink, but this ad is making it. There's nothing in this ad that's saying there's a drinking age, there's responsibility. Like, worded a little differently maybe, but just drinking and driving can kill a friendship.
1: That's get anything
0: out of that.
1: But see, that's what they had to work with. They had 30 seconds to work with Tim. And yes, it terrified us. But at least in the in the short term, it served that purpose because Did we it? were scared. Yeah, because we were scared to do it. So, what was there
0: a situation that you encountered where your friends were all drinking and you decided you
1: weren't going to get in the car? Um, no, because my friends were never all drinking. I think because I kind of maybe because of these PSAs, really? consciously or consciously or subconsciously tended to be friends with people that didn't do that. There were a group of people that I knew did drink that were underage and drinking. And I avoided
0: those people. Again, because they drank.
1: Is it because of these PSAs? Possibly, subconsciously. Will I ever know? I don't know. But but yeah, because they drank at that age, I I thought of them as trouble and I stayed away. But that's a faulty
0: lesson. Now, did lesson. that help
1: me? Maybe, maybe not. They could have been, they could have been, it is, but it's all they can do in a 30 second. But why? No, no, it's not all they can do. You got to save like the discussion for your episodes of Family Ties.
0: We should do an episode on that someday because there's issues with that too. (laughs) Okay. I just feel like if 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 you're if you're doing it for a moralistic reason for raising kids for concern about the future, then you owe it to find a way in that time period to offer information, because otherwise you're doing a half-assed job. Mm. You're finding the theatrics again to make it scary but you're putting the response, you know you're putting the responsibility on the kid to really find out why it's scary to really find out how it works and also you're the kid's not getting any better if now it's on you to figure out what to do if the situation happens if you don't want to be a skeleton don't get in that situation all right i'm in that situation i don't want to be a skeleton what do i fucking do well the commercial didn't tell me so i'm at, i'm using my own wits again i think there was this weird not weird, but just unhealthy demonization of things. Drugs are bad. I didn't want to take the time to explore, one, are drugs bad? No, actually, a lot of them are not. They're used various ways, and some of those ways have less health reasons, but that doesn't mean we eliminate them. But two, there was no conversation that was necessary because of, of, of the many subtle levels in things like this. Cause if a kid is going to a commercial, whatever they're getting out of that commercial or, or public service announcement, excuse me, they there may be no way to ask. I mean, what do you sit at the dinner table and say, Mom, Dad, do I turn into a skeleton in a car? And what do I do to avoid like it's it's so cut and dry. I sound like a lunatic right now, but it, it's so <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I don't think these were very successful. One to grow on was maybe kind of there. Um, my cords should be up, sure. Cause that actually sounds like you you walked away with something with that that has stuck with you and your cords yeah. are always up. My chords are up. But and and you know, you're saying you don't see them for your kids anymore. I wonder if this is why. I wonder if people have just grown out of this very entitled 80s behavior. Coming out of the 70s, where I think drugs were becoming more recreational than they had been, people were experimenting. And yes, there were some deaths from it. There was also some art that came from it. And there was also just some social times that came from it. But however you want to talk about it, I think the 80s was, I think these were rich people putting these commercials together. They didn't want to take the time to really do the work. Which I don't think that they work as service announcements, given that space. Because I don't think they knew what, what they were trying to
1: get across. I see that. And now, Tim, let's present our version of the best kind of PSA. See, that that that's me kind of setting up a, a segment that we don't have prepared yet. But I think we should prepare <laughs> our own PSA the right way. Let's do it the right way, Tim. Well, I mean, what is that, though? I mean, like... That's what I'm trying to find out. It's like, how much information can you pack into a 30-second television spot? That's probably not the way to do
0: it, then. No. I mean, like, you have your daughters that you care about. Would you show them the McGruff... Or, I don't know if I already said this. Would you show them any of these as the lesson to learn?
1: I, I showed them the McGruff one this morning, in fact, but for comical purposes. Yes, for Okay, that's very different. yeah. And and I think I can't remember exactly what she said, but my eldest said something about those crazy '80s. Okay, so yeah. the, con- the time and context in my throat. But do you? You
0: know, you're saying that they're not seeing these public service announcements. Your kids. Do you want them to see
1: versions of this? I, you know, I don't think I would be put off by it. And they're not seeing it because they're not watching, you know, broadcast television. Um, I'm assuming that there's PSAs on broadcast television. I don't know for sure anymore. Um, but I wouldn't be put off by them watching it. And if I'm watching it with them, then maybe that starts a conversation.
0: <laughs> but you don't want to start that conversation on your
1: own. Um, oh, I do. I do start that conversation on oh. my own. But this this is also a helpful segue as well.
0: The, the public service announcements.
1: The public service announcements. I, I'm not gonna knock them so much. I get exactly what you're saying. I do. I do understand that. But I, I still don't knock them. They got You know, they, they, they do what they can in that short amount of time. I love that these things
0: exist because they're part of my childhood. But I don't think they serve the purpose. And I think if there is a purpose out there, the people making them owe it to do it differently. Like my cord should be up. That 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 uh, Bugs Bunny piece.
1: Well, um, as, as we're wrapping this up, Tim, I really do, of, of all of these that we've looked at, and there's, there was a bunch more that we shared with each other that we didn't talk about, I do hope that you include in our show notes, chow daddy. Oh my God, chow daddy. Everybody needs to see that.
0: Chow daddy, if, if uh, yes, I, I hope so <laughs> here <laughs> on this show. Um, yeah, I will connect to chow daddy very quickly. I'll say chow daddy was 1987, uh, PSA that aired, I think, specifically in Massachusetts. Oh, um, was. with these yeah. kids,
1: this was the first time I witnessed Chow Daddy, and I'm so oh, glad was. I have. Yeah,
0: Chow Daddy, um, he's portrayed by an actor named David C. Wa- Waite, which, um, if my research is correct, and I'm unsure if it is. Um, but if it is, he has appeared in both "How Stella Got Her Groove Back" and "Star Trek <laughs> Into da- Into Darkness." Um, but th- but the character Chow Daddy, which um, is not listed on his IMDP page, um, <laughs> it, it, it was a PSA about eating um, poorly. <laughs> I I think it's in support of school lunch. I think so. Which which according to Chow Daddy consists of pizza. Spaghetti <laughs> Burgers And desserts oh, yeah.
1: I'm tired of candy Tired of gum Tired of hunger And food that's no fun I'm tired of pretending I don't like spaghetti But school lunch keeps me Roaring
0: ready at today. Pizza Spaghetti Burgers. With Chow Daddy in your school cafeteria, it's the fun place to be for lunch. Desserts. Um, he's sort of a mask—the kind of mascot you come up with, like on the set. Like, I feel like there was a wig there and some yeah. grease paint, and it's, they brought someone like, to moonwalk.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, somebody was like really a fan of the the musical Cats and and found a way to kind of work it into this commercial. For
0: some yes, reason. Yes, I'm glad they did. For some reason. And it's not to help out kids. <laughs> no. But you know what can help you out? You know what might help you out? You know it would be good publicly It would serve you? Ooh. Um, is, is, is if you visited uh, 20popcast.com. That's the website for this show, 20th Century Pop. It's where um, you'll find a link to Chow Daddy. You'll find a link to Chow Daddy. Um Uh, And in addition to Chow... Yes, you'll find a link to Chow Daddy. Yes, and his empty calories. (laughs) Sorry
1: to throw you. I'm so thrown now by
0: Chow Daddy. But uh, yes, you'll find a link to Chow Daddy. Uh, You'll also find the most recent episode, this episode, streaming on the main page. You'll find links to all of our past episodes. Uh, You'll find options to subscribe to the show. If you like the show, I would encourage you to subscribe to it. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on uh, 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 Google Play we're on spotify uh subscribe to us if you have the option you leave us a little review that would really help us out if you like the show leave a little review of some things you like about it if you don't like the show you can do that helps us less but you know be honest you can do that uh you can follow the show on it could could uh, help us
1: though i don't
0: know if it would help us if somebody really hated the show and it was like well i don't like the guy who always pretends he doesn't know how to end the show like that's not gonna help us that's gonna make (laughs) me feel bad because he's talking about That's true, about but me. there might
1: be other criticisms that might be helpful. What might
0: those criticisms be? Less chow daddy, more chow daddy.
1: Yeah. Uh, st- talk louder. Uh, do more cartoon voices. I don't Maybe know. Maybe don't talk. I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's true. I more, more cartoon voices. Yes. Yeah, so either review would help us out. Um, you can follow <laughs> us on Instagram, at 20 Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. At twenty popcast, Bob, what can they do uh, about you? What uh, uh, they can what, follow
1: what? me on Twitter as well at Rh Canning. They can also follow my uh, soon-to-debut um, online comic script at um, Bob Issues on Twitter. How soon? Um,
0: because this goes up. We're recording it now, but this 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 goes up at the end of February.
1: I'm trying to uh, get it. Well, it, c- it could be out now i don't know if it's if this is end of february it could be out now i'm i'm trying to get it of january, towards,
0: sorry end of january yeah i, I was oh um so yeah no i was shooting for february okay well so. this will come out before then but yeah so, yeah I but definitely, now, so you they, won't miss the first one they can, right they can follow you on twitter now like you just said yeah instagram links are in, in the show notes um we'll be back in two weeks um you know and and uh what I've got? Can you end this? I've got nothing
1: because I'm uh, so worked yeah, up over yeah, what we talked Tim, about this week. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks, and uh, we won't be using because we're not losing. Wait, that doesn't work. It's hard, right? it's yeah. it's, it's,
0: it's, it's hard. No, those not are talented to use. people. Talented really? people to put those together. Well, everybody wants to use, but nobody wants to lose. That's you did it much better. I did okay. I just took the lyrics from that Regina hit, not the one that was on the charts, but the one she did with the dog. Did McGruff ever come to your
1: school? Uh no, but Ronald McDonald did. <laughs> okay. Well, to 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 teach me how best to cross the street. What? That's not his thing. Well that's what he did in my school. Was it just a Actually, clown? It was it was and we had, it was at the high school. We had to walk to the high school to see that.
0: You so you were in your teens?
1: I would know. I was in elementary school, <clears throat> but the high school was just a uh, like
0: Cross the Street?
1: Six blocks up
0: the street. Jesus, you hadn't seen him yet, though. How did you do it?
1: How did it I? Seems it seems very risky. <laughs> well, we to had have the teachers to cross there. the street. To you had what? We had the teachers there to guide us. It was good. All right, we were fine. Well, then, why did you need the clown at that point? Um, because I wasn't always going to have the teachers there, Tim. Not always going to have the clown. No, but the clown taught me a good lesson. Okay.
0: No, we know he wasn't allowed at our school. Oh. He touched a kid. No, I don't know. I just, we never had Ronald McDonald come by. We had the Wendy's come by. That's what we (laughs) called it, the Wendy's. (laughs) She came to our school. And also a giant hat with a potato under it came to our school as well from Arby's. Oh, my goodness.